Hello, fellow freaks. I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom. No bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has moved you in some small way, please take a few seconds to share this podcast with someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's plug in. The disease no one can escape, and it is killing our innovation and our ideas. There is a disease that is responsible. <laughs> there is a disease that is with There is a disease that is responsible for the death of millions of ideas, innovations, and as a result, lives. And this disease is so potent that all it takes is one exposure to grow and grow and grow so large that it stops you in your tracks. It's a disease that has been here since the beginning of humanity and it will stay for however long we do. It's called imposter syndrome. According to the verywellmind.com, imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be, aka feeling like a phony. You are not as competent as others perceive you to be, aka feeling like a phony. That is imposter syndrome. Symptoms include self-doubt, self-sabotage, victim mentality, inability to appropriately assess your skills, and eating Halo Top ice cream on the couch at 2 a.m. wondering if everyone else on the planet also realizes you are a fraud. Imposter syndrome is not doubt. Doubt can be healthy. Doubt is healthy. Self-doubt, a healthy dose of it, is what makes us edit, work harder, and work smarter. Imposter syndrome is a strain of not doubt, but delusion. It's believing that you are shit despite evidence to the contrary. Imposter syndrome is something that I've suffered from as a podcaster. Admittedly, not nearly as much as uh, I would have thought I would have suffered from imposter syndrome. Maybe it's because I'm a cocky, confident piece of shit, and that stops a lot of my imposter syndrome. So maybe that's one (laughs) aspect of uh, confidence. But 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 I I I definitely have suffered from imposter syndrome in the past, and it's been something that, although it hasn't struck me quite frequently, when it does, it strikes me deeply. And when I talk about a strain of delusion and not doubt, I mean that there there is evidence that I have recorded good podcast episodes, even great podcast episodes in the past, whether it's on this podcast or a guest conversation on my other podcast, the Auxora podcast. There is evidence that I have recorded podcasts that people like, that people think have helped them, that people enjoy. 
And despite that evidence, there are times when I feel like I am not capable of recording a good podcast or I'm not capable of guiding a great conversation, of leading a great conversation. So that is what I'm talking about when I when I talk about the doubt versus delusion. It is normal to doubt yourself. I doubt myself a lot. And when I say I'm confident, I don't I don't mean that as a I, I don't mean that as an antidote to uh, doubt because that is not true at all. I, I am confident and I doubt myself. With imposter syndrome, when I say I'm confident and I and I haven't experienced it super frequently, for whatever reason, I, I'm able to tap into the evidence that shows that I have created good content in the past. I keep that close to me. And that is one of the things why I don't really follow, I don't really fall down the rabbit hole of imposter syndrome uh, as often as I would have thought or as often as some other people, because I I know there are people that suffer from it immensely. And despite all the great work they do, work that is much more impactful and widespread than mine, they, they suffer from imposter syndrome. And so what I want to get into is a quote by David Perel, who is one of my favorite follows on Twitter. This comes from a video he recorded on imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. I'll link the full video in the podcast description. And he says this about it. He says, quote, when you do ambitious work and you do important work, you are far beyond your capabilities. So by definition, you are an imposter. If you only did things you were ready to do in your career, you would end up doing nothing. Once you realize that everyone's an imposter, you realize that no one is an imposter. And you realize that you have a responsibility to yourself, to your friends, and to the world to share ideas. I want to get into the first part of that quote. When you do ambitious and important work, you are far beyond your capabilities. So by definition, you are an imposter. When you do your best work, you are the best version of you. That is your peak. That is your maxing out of your creativity. When people are compiling podcast episodes that I've recorded 10, 20 years from now, there will be a few that stand out that the audience has decided is my best work. It would be absurd absurd for me to try to reach that level of creativity and success and greatness every single time that I record. So by definition, when you do things that are great and you sit down and you try to do that again, you are an imposter because you are not in the same mindset. You are not always the best version of you. You sometimes are mediocre versions of you. You're okay versions of you. You're great versions of you. You're shitty versions of you. Not every thing you do can be the greatest thing you've ever made. And so that's what I take away when David Perel says, when you do ambitious and important work, you are far, you are far beyond your capabilities. So by definition, you are an imposter. When I record my best podcast, I am trying to recreate the greatest aspects of me, recreate the greatest aspects of myself. So in a way, I am an imposter. And, and by accepting that, by accepting that because you are an imposter, which makes no one an imposter, you realize, 
like he said, that it, it is your responsibility to make things. It is your responsibility to make the greatest thing you can with your skills and resources at that time. And there, when I hear that quote, there's a lot of things that are going on in my mind. One of the things that I think about is lifting, lifting weights and baseball when I played baseball in college and high school. When you lift weights, you have a max day of once per week, probably at the most in a, a good program. You are maxing out. You are lifting the most weight as possible for one day per week. The other three to four days per week, you are maintaining. You are repping things out. You are, you are putting in the work that is necessary to maintain the level that you're at with your weight. So that's maybe somewhere 60 to 80, 85% of your max, depending on the exercise. And then you also have recovery and rest days where you are doing things that don't require a lot of strength, but it requires focus. And it's, it's probably not as... Uh, it's not as involved, it's not, it's not as strength-based as your max days or your maintaining days. You need recovery and rest days where you're either doing nothing or you're doing a few simple exercises to keep the structure and the foundation intact. And so just like with imposter syndrome where you are stretching far beyond your capabilities of what you're normally capable of what you're normally able to do on some days where, where you have those creative max days and then sometimes we feel like we always have to chase those best versions of ourselves the things where we produce that great content rather than constantly trying to chase the best version of ourselves introduce some content conditioning into your thought process into your work process realize that when you create content when you make things you may only max out creatively one day or maybe two days per week. And I mean, you're doing four to six hours of intense creative work. For me, if I'm, if I'm deep in creative work, if I'm deep in the flow creatively, I maybe have four to six hours before my brain is fucking fried on those max days. And I just need to chill the fuck out read, watch something, go for a walk, work out, do whatever it is to allow me to recover. I maybe have one, possibly two days per week if everything is on point. There are about three, four days per week where I'm doing a solid two to three hours of deep creative work, whether it's writing or podcasting. I'm making something actively. It's not administrative work like answering emails or things like that because that also takes up your time. But I mean deep creative work. Most days are the maintaining days. I'm putting in a solid two to three hours during the day. And I can wake up and do that four or five times a week. No problem. And then you also have your rest or recovery days where... Either I'm doing nothing creatively, I'm kind of letting my brain relax, maybe I'm going on a hike, maybe I'm going snowboarding, maybe I'm learning how to surf, maybe I'm working out, doing Muay Thai, something like that. The, the creative recovery days where I'm not taxing my brain, or maybe I just do a little bit of work. Maybe I work for 30 minutes or an hour where I'm getting in a couple reps, but I'm not doing a full session in the quote unquote creative gym. I think it's a good idea and it can be helpful to introduce the idea of content and creative 
conditioning into your life to, especially as a content creator, to keep in mind that you are only capable of achieving creative heights every so often. You're only capable of maxing out your capabilities every so often. And so when you accept that, like David Perel says, when you accept you're an imposter, I think another way to put that would be accept that you have to recognize your creative limits, that you have to think of creativity as a type of conditioning, that you can't go in the gym, the quote unquote gym and max out every day. You can maybe do that once a week, twice a week. If every your diet, everything is on point, everything's in flow. But most days are going to be the days where you're maintaining, you're getting in your reps, you're doing work that may not be your best, but it's not going to be your worst. And that allows you to get to those recovery days where you can let shit think and let it settle. And then bam, you come back with a max day and you fucking fuck that day up with some great ideas and, and things that you wouldn't have been capable of if you didn't plan your weeks out with conditioning and conditioning in mind you can't max without the recovery you can't maintain without the max you can't recover without the maintaining it doesn't work you need all types of those days as a content creator just like you would in the gym and so my challenge to you and a continuing lifelong challenge to myself is to recognize the symptoms of imposter syndrome to 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 keep the evidence of your great work close to you, never have it too far away, keep a file of your best work, go back to your best paintings or best podcasts or best blogs, remind yourself that you have done things that other people consider good, not just your mom or your self telling you that, but keep things that are good in some sort of file or on your desktop, wherever it is, so you can visit that and, and look at the evidence, see that you have done great things. And then the next thing is to to be aware of the conditioning with your content the same way you would in the gym you wouldn't go into the gym every day put 500 pounds on your back four to five times a week and expect that to work out you would get seriously injured after a week or so same thing with creativity you can't max out creatively you can't create your best work every day what you can do is have maintaining days have max days and have recovery days to set yourself up for the best possible chance that you will create something great. Can't do it every day, but you can increase your chances of doing it by conditioning yourself creatively and having that sort of content conditioning in mind, mapping out your week. Maybe don't plan two six to eight hour creative days back to back or don't plan two recovery days back to back. If you know you're going to put yourself through the creative ringer on Wednesday, Maybe you schedule a recovery day on Thursday, or if you know that you're going to have half your day occupied for two or three days that week doing something else, maybe those are your maintaining days. Maybe you get up in the morning, do two to three hours, and then the next half of the day, you're doing something else. So keep that map in mind. Keep that that creative content conditioning in mind, and everyone's an imposter, myself included. So thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, if it's made any small difference in your life, you can send it to, send it to someone else. Take a few seconds to send it to someone you care about. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. 
and rate us on Apple Podcasts, rate us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, same thing, and leave a comment. More people find out about us this way. We appear higher in searches when people are searching things that have to do with this podcast, and then more people will listen. And so thank you for listening to this, and much love. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.